Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of the Brilliant Honest Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. Today we have two special guests. We have Harold and we have Don, a.k.a. Shimante. Now today's topic is something that tends to happen a lot in our communities today and probably has always been happening. But, you know, like I say, we see everything publicized because social media. Um, why do we tend to give people their flowers or their acknowledgement after they die? So what I mean by that is, why do we tend to want to post pictures of good times with this person or post old text messages that you shared five, ten years ago when they pass away or anything like that to try to get your sense of an accolade for their death or y'all friendship to get it, you know, pretty much stamped by the public. So I'm going to kind of let, you know, whoever want to chime in first since we got two guests today. It's a little different. Um, I can start. Um, I noticed on social media within the last week or so, um, you know, when people pass away, especially here in Jacksonville, (laughs) I've noticed that they tend to post like, oh, I mean, I understand when you're posting the condolences post. Mm -hmm. Um, but we are posting like, oh, you know, we were so close. We were this, we were that. And then you post the conversation that y'all talked about, I guess, like 12 years ago, or the picture is from middle school or high school or, you know, things like that. And it's just like, okay, how close were y'all? It's like trying to be cool. Yeah. And it's like... What was the point, you know? And also, not only that, but you also go into the comments of what happened, how did yeah. they die? It's inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 uh, I, I, I'm gonna lead off with me, and then I'll share my opinions with that. That's right. <laughs> so, when it comes to me, I'm not good with the grieving process or. Or like, what do you say? I'm, that's a real awkward, uncomfortable thing. So what I've had to learn is just being there doesn't necessarily mean having to say something. Right. So sometimes you may feel as though I need to say something and you say the wrong thing. Okay. Um, also, it's when it comes to sharing how you feel, I've had to work on that as I've gotten older because I didn't want to be vulnerable. Gotcha. And it's often easier to be vulnerable when the person is not there. As crazy as that makes sense. No, that makes sense because it's when you talk about vulnerability, it's the sense of not having to deal with the situation in front of you. Now, if the person is longer in contact or in this sense dead, mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to deal with the conversation that may come from it. It kind of goes back to what we talked about, what was that, last week? Um, pretty much how people avoid certain situations mm-hmm. and go into their comfort zone or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, I get that. And as far as just addressing the bigger picture, mm-hmm. as far as what you said, a lot of people, it, it can be taken out of, out of context a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And we get it kind of confused with people trying to be cool right. compared to people actually trying to grieve. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, I'm kind of, yeah. right. So I'm kind of in a sense like him, if somebody passed away, um, that was close to me, 
I don't really want to post anything about it unless I have to. Yeah. Like, let's say I lost a parent. Mm -hmm. And just for the sake of not texting everybody at one time, might post the funeral arrangements or something like that. Mm -hmm. And that'd be that. That be that, but yeah. I don't also don't want to deal with the questions that come with it. Mm -hmm. So it's gonna almost be to the point where it's like last minute that I'm posting yeah, the information because yeah. I don't need Everybody, all the bombardment. Yeah. yeah, you don't you don't want to. You don't. Some people can't. There's some people you can say something. Hey, such that you'll and often you'll say, hey, you'll say something to that person and then you'll say, don't tell anyone right. because you know they can handle it mm -hmm. and they know how to handle you. They also, they're not going to ask you anything or put you in this awkward situation where now you have to deal with carrying something that you're not ready to carry yet. So it's, um, and, and with that in mind, I know I've even gotten to the habit where if I haven't seen someone for a while mm -hmm. and I like know their family and know, I'll just say, how the family doing? Because I've had situations where I'll ask about someone and they'll say, they're, they passed away. And now I got that, that awkwardness. And it's like, man, my bad. I didn't know. They're like, no, you didn't know. But it's still an awkward situation. But see, the thing is, people don't know how to handle that situation, too. Mm -hmm. um, yes, it is. It's always going to be awkward, especially if you haven't talked to that yeah. person. And then all of a sudden, you get this news that they passed away. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, but a lot of people don't know how to ask the appropriate questions at that time. It's not appropriate to ask how somebody died. Like yeah, you just oh, said, yeah, it's yeah, appropriate. Yeah, yeah. It's appropriate to say how is everyone doing? How yeah. is the mother doing, or whoever right. is close to that person? How yeah. are they handling the situation? Is there anything that I can offer? Is there anything yeah. that you right. need? That's how you approach the situation. And over time, even if you want to be nosy about it, you'll find out what happened because somebody's going to talk about it. Yeah, and like you said, that's not even important. But you have to learn. Well, there's a couple things you have to learn, but you have to want to learn. Right. Mm -hmm. There's, I don't know if you guys know anyone like this, but I know I have relatives like this. I'm like, do they work for the morgue or something? It's like they want to be the first one to report that somebody died. They want to be the first about. one. I don't care what, <laughs> I mean, and, and I, we had a situation that happened a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. um, we're out having a good time. Come home. You know, we want to continue to have a good time. I'm outside doing something. My wife's in the house. She's using the bathroom. And then I hear this scream. And I run in the house. She's like, what's going on? She finds out that one of her uncles died. She found out on Facebook. Because somebody posted RIP Uncle So-and-so before the family even, even knew. knew. Right. But it was like, why do you, what is it? And I know it's not the, the, the question, so I'm going to no, come back to that. But it's, why is it that th there's there's certain type of etiquette? Mm, there you go. And I think that's what we're kind of talking about, like certain yeah. etiquette when, when you're dealing with death, when you're dealing with mourning. Number one, people mourn in different ways, so there is no gauge to say, okay, I think this person should be doing this, should be doing that, because you do it in your own way. Number two, when you, especially when you're dealing with the next of kin, the last thing they want to, they're grieving. They don't need to be worrying about coordinating. They don't need to be, have the burden of, I've told everyone that this is going to happen at yeah, this time. I'll tell everyone yeah. this is what color we're wearing. I'll tell everyone this. Is, that, and because I, I never understood, like when someone passes away, say you have a, a wife lost a husband. 
why does everyone come and start hanging out at our house? Yeah. Right, just sit around. Like, why does why does why do you why do you almost become a burden to the person that's carrying the burden? You bombard them. I, I yeah. I've always thought that like like by the grace of God I haven't lost anyone like close close to me. But I I I'm thinking like the way I am, if something happens, I don't even know if I want to go to a repast. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to have, especially come, people come sit around because I'm thinking, let's say I'm at the house and I'm just trying to chill and I'm just keeping my composure. Right. And someone says, hey, what's the Wi-Fi password? That could trigger me trigger. and I just go off. Right. And you don't, and I just, and that's, <laughs> and I just lose it at that point, you know? And it's just like, yo, Space. <laughs> yeah, you know, you don't know. See, here's the thing. I just recently, I hate talking about it. But um, literally. Literally just went through this with my dad just passing. Yeah. And again, I didn't have to deal with the house because he ain't coming to my house. Yeah. I just, no. Like, yeah. mom was asking, oh, you want to have a repast? No. Yeah. I, I don't even want to see people because uh-huh. it means that to an extent, I got to entertain these people because exactly. it's yeah. my household. Yeah. So, no, I don't want to deal with all that. But on top of that, I'm trying to process what just happened. Yeah. And then I got to deal with a bunch of conversations from people. Here's my thing. Deal with conversations from people that I don't even talk to on the regular. Yeah. So you come in, oh, I love you so much and blah, blah, this. And I'm here for you. And let me know. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to let you yeah. know anything because yeah. I'm not one of those people that take a situation and Milky. make it, make it, yeah, like milk the situation. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be bothered on the regular. Yeah. I really don't want to be bothered now after yeah. this. Yeah. Just like if you're going to send your condolences, send me a text. Mm-hmm. All y'all got my phone number at this yeah. point. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, yeah. but y'all got my phone number. <laughs> so shoot me a text and I would think that'd be the appropriate way to approach it. Don't yeah. call me. Exactly. Because first of all, all these different numbers calling, I don't know who it exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I know we kind of off topic, but as far as the grieving process and how people handle the situation with. The post, and this really isn't about social media, but people, it's really about grieving in a sense. What's the difference between the grieving and the the want for the attention? Because some people do those posts because, oh, I want the attention on my Facebook post about me and Jerry from fifth grade. We ain't talked to this man in 30 years. He's talking about you and Jerry was close friends. That man didn't even like you. Like, I was just scrolling and I was just like, it's like, tag me, tag me on that deck yeah. so, like, I can, so I can, I can, I can ride off with a block. And my really? thing is, they do it in a sense, like, are y'all getting some money out of this? Yeah. Ain't no money involved. Yeah. Ain't nothing more than just some some think. likes and yeah. some comments and some attention. Because right. that's all it's about. But mm-hmm. I'm cool on it. I don't want the attention anyways. Give me the attention for my podcast. Give me the attention <laughs> for the, my different <laughs> ventures that I'm going on. Yeah. But don't, don't tag me about nobody dying. And yeah. I have people in my family as well. We call them professional funeral goers. Yes. Because they know where every funeral is, who died, yeah. who they related to, yeah. all that, and they're going to be there crying. Yeah. <laughs> How you crying at little Snoopy Fresh, funeral? Fresh and you born. know his grandma from 40 years ago that died 40 years ago. You don't know this man. <laughs> but y'all at his funeral. Yeah. So <laughs> on that note, we're going to take y'all to a little break. This is the Brilliant Honest Podcast on the RWR Live 365 app. Be right back with you. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is the Brilliant Honest Podcast. I'm your host, Chris, and we have Harold 
And Shavante, aka Don. I probably said the other way last time. You all right? All right. We know who she is. Yep, we know who she is. The nail tech. Um, so today we're talking about pretty much giving people their flowers or their acknowledgement after they pass, and why do we handle those situations that way instead of addressing them while they're here? Is it for the acknowledgement? Is it for the uh, part of grieving? Is it a part of, you know, just, I want the attention in the moment? Like, we don't know, but we, yeah, I think it's a lot of attention, but we can't completely classify it as that because everybody deals with death differently. So, um, I know you mentioned that you kind of want to piggyback off of what I was just talking about. Yeah, so the thing about why do they get flowers after the fact? Mm So I've always been curious and have noticed like with certain groups of people where it's you could you can hang around someone almost all your life. And especially you living a certain type of life out in the street and whatnot, you you may never hear this person tell their partner they love them. Tell their girl they love them. But when something happened, you got the t-shirt. You got the, it's all, exactly. It's almost as if there is a, there's a culture that says when you're gone, now it's safe for me to show it. To celebrate them almost. Yeah. Yeah. And so like when you, when you're alive, I act like I don't care about you. And even for some of the thuggish cats around, I can, I can show, I can mourn. I, I can show how I felt about you when you ain't here, but when you're here, I can't necessarily show that I. So, in a sense, let's let's kind of stop on the the urban community. I'll just put it as that yeah. the, the ones that's in the streets or whatever they're doing. Um, it's almost in the same sense like the acknowledgement or the the accolade. Like that was my homeboy. It gives them a sense of purpose. I know this is crazy to say that. But it gives them a sense of purpose when somebody dies because it to them, it's almost like a guardian angel, even yeah. though it ain't necessarily that, but they treat it as such. Yeah. So now that's yeah. a driving force that for them person, to keep that going. Gets elevated. Yeah. Right. They they're elevated in their in their community. Mm-hmm. They're they're put on the pedestal of greatness. Yeah. yeah. Almost like the Nipsey Hustle situation. Yeah. Knowing about that. Yeah. What nobody really rocking with Nipsey Hustle. To an extent. I wouldn't really listen to I know a few songs, but I'm sure. Yeah. But I wouldn't, oh, TM, whatever, yeah. TMC, all yeah. that. No. But as soon as he died, all his records went to the top. Yeah, it's like, oh, what is, there was a quote where someone said, you're, 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 you're not anything until you die. You're not worth anything. Something that where you, greatness and value happens when, Whatever it is that you're doing can no longer be done. Right. So when you die, that's the end of whatever it is that's going on. And now, whatever you're doing, we can look back on it. We we add we add value too. It's like we put we put a little something on the fish store. Mm-hmm. The older it kind of like what we were talking about before. When you look back in the rearview mirror, you often describe what you passed by to look better than it actually was when right. you saw. So. Some, I guess it's possible that when someone was alive, in in a in a weird way, maybe we didn't feel as though they deserved flowers. I was about to say that. And then once they're dead, you can reflect on their life 
and give them their flowers at, at that point. Because I mean, if you think about it, there's there's some there there's and this this may sound morbid. There's some situations in the history of our country where you could possibly look at and say, you know, I feel I feel bad, I feel terrible for that family and everything that they went through. But it's almost like that person had a greater impact by dying. They may not have had the impact that they did have if they would not have died. I, I heard some guys talking about Biggie and Tupac. And Tupac, right. especially Biggie. When in Tupac as well, you got like, I'm not going to say a cult following, but you have a major following between those two guys, almost to the point where you got to choose one. East Coast, you know? West yeah. Coast, right. And so, the, and that's my era of hip hop. And so, when you look back on it, and it's like you have this Biggie was the greatest, Tupac was greatest, blah, 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 blah. Would you still feel that way if they were alive? Because yeah. them brothers was going to evolve. They Biggie were. was already evolving, so it's easier for us to give the flowers after they're gone because our mind can shape them into, into something that we want to give flowers to. But when they're alive, we, we may not recognize their value or they may be still in the process of making mistakes or doing things we don't like. And it's like, I don't want to give them their flowers. Well, that's the hating side. So yeah. my, my question is, um, do you think we kind of get in a sense of a cycle where I was just talking to you about this, where we go through our day-to-day life of this person is here. I can always call this person. This person is always available. Mm-hmm. I know I can reach out to you. I know I can reach out to you. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of forget that life does have an end cycle. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, it's not necessarily that I'm hating on this person. It's not necessarily that I don't care to give them their flowers, but I've gotten such a rhythm of things being the way that they are mm-hmm. that I forgot that at some point, something's going to end. I don't know if it's going to be me first or mm-hmm. you first, but we kind of let that part of our mindset kind of just be in the background. So mm-hmm. in a sense, it's not necessarily that there's a hate or that I don't want to give flowers. Maybe I'm thinking I have more time than I really do. And maybe I'm thinking that, you know, oh, I'll get around to it or, yeah, I, I'm going to talk to Eric when I talk to him. Yeah. You know, I'll kick yeah. it with him when I kick it. But that time that you have available to kick it with that person, they may be gone. I think you're on to it. That, that is true. You, we often appreciate what we no longer have. Mm-hmm. Um, or like what was said before where the thing that's the most important is the thing that's not that's no longer available right? or the need that's not being met because I think we live more for the memories than we do for the active events in our lives um, from people to things to situations we don't really we live in the moment, but mm-hmm. we don't really ponder on that because life is continuing to yeah. go. Mm-hmm. So if I end it today, mm-hmm. today's my last day, there's nothing more that continues past that point. So all you have to live off is memories. Mm-hmm. All you have is hopefully the good times that we spent together, or maybe bad, depending mm-hmm. on who you is. But um, 
that's really it. So mm-hmm. in a sense, psychologically, I think we're made to be that way mm-hmm. because there's, there's a stopping point. Okay. Let me ask you this. You don't have to answer this because this is this might be pulling back some scabs. How many friends or family do you have that are like, can't wait till your next podcast come out to listen to it? Probably very few. Now, something happened to you. Mm-hmm. You were no longer here. How many of those people would be like, man, I, I want to hear his voice. I wanna, I'm going to have his podcast on repeat. Every uh, single one t- that was hit me up. 2.6 million <laughs> views so, and shares. All of them, yeah. So that, that kind of lines up with what you just said. Right. Where it's, you, you look at a situation where it's when that person is here. Well, I can, yeah, Chris is doing this thing. Y'all check it out. I'll check it out. Mm-hmm. Nah, he's not here. So there's opportunity. Man, hey, it takes dedication. It takes, it takes commitment to, to do this. Mm-hmm. And... For whatever reason, you may not recognize, or you may not want to recognize. But then, when that person is long, no longer there, you don't have a choice but to recognize. Correct, because now you have to appreciate what I was actually putting in. I, I've always thought that way that, you know, today I'm doing this, and tomorrow I might be doing the same thing, and my purpose is not to please others. Mm-hmm. My purpose is to please me first. Yeah. And as long as you live life that way and do things that make you happy and that satisfy your spirit, mm-hmm. right. you don't have to worry about others. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you choose to support somebody and be there for them and listen to their podcast every week or whatever they're doing, yeah. then that's your choice. Yeah, yeah. But don't make it a choice after they're done because yeah. now it looks fake. Yeah, yeah. And that's really, it's a sense of, it's a sense of grief when they do that too. Like mm-hmm. oh, I could have listened, I could have been a part of when he was asking, like I could have yeah. anything. But yeah. if you don't want to support it, and all I'm asking, in just this sense, because it could be anything. If mm-hmm. I'm asking you to just share the post, yeah, or like it, uh, you ain't even got to listen to it. Just put it on your desk and let it play, so I can yeah. get the views and yeah. listens. And you take that moment and take it for granted, like mm-hmm. child, you yeah. don't know. I ain't got time for that. Yeah. And then once I'm gone, it's just like. That now it may not be fake. Moment. It may not. It may be genuine, genuine. but it, it takes people time. It, it, it takes because I mean, if, if we're honest, we all have something right now that we're working on that's taking time for us to be a better person. Absolutely, my and quote every day is one percent better. Every yeah, day. so it could be I'm I I genuinely miss this person. I'm genuinely. Morning, I'm genuinely giving flowers, even though I was a day late, dollar short, or whatever you. But that's say. fine. Mm-hmm. That part is fine. But I'm talking about really addressing the people that literally only want to be a part of it. And this ain't even gonna be about death. That uh-huh. literally only want to be a part of it when it's beneficial. Ah. Uh-huh. So in a sense, okay. yes, I'm talking about death, and maybe once you go yeah. home, they want to support it. But yeah. I we did, but yeah, people it, only yeah. want to be a part of things. Certain people, not gonna yeah. say everybody. Yeah, when it's beneficial, they see the benefit to them. Yeah, it's like now I want to be a Patriots fan. Yeah, now I want to be a Chiefs fan because it's cool. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, no. yeah. I want to support the winner until you start winning too much. That's <laughs> I got go no, she's shooting a shot. <laughs> Uh, but you, you'll be right there and dope with us. You can edit that. <laughs> it's fine. I'm going to play it back when it's time. 
Uh, we sitting there goofing. Let me um, <laughs> we gonna go ahead and take us to another break. Uh, this is really on this podcast, and we're on the RWR Live 365 app. Be right back with you. Welcome back, welcome back. This is Brilliant's Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. We have Shavante, and we have Mr. Harrow here. AKA. All right. AKA Don. AKA Mr. Harrow and AKA Don. So, um, just to kind of go back over things, we're talking about giving out flowers after people leave or after people are gone from this earth, however you want to put it, but kind of getting into maybe the reasons why people handle situations the way they do and maybe how people are different when they grieve um you brought up a good point about how people tend to support things when they're ready to or when they see the worth of it or when they see the brand grow or when they see things start to blossom in the way that they think it should so i kind of want you to kind of speak on your part you know this isn't necessarily about the death part but it's it's really about giving people their flowers and appreciating them and appreciating their worth while they're here. That's really what it's about. So with you being a nail tech and being in that business for as long as you have, kind of give your part on that and the things that you've seen and how your customer flow has changed from when you started to now. I'll start with strangers make... Strangers support you more than your friends and family. Speak on it. I will say that. Um, I've been in the nail world for about two years now, almost three. And I understand, you know, being early, earlier in my career um, when I was still learning and, you know, all of that, you know, people won't come to you. Your clientele, of course, is low. Um, and I understand you can't just play with people's nails and yeah, <laughs> stuff like not. that, right? Um, so I guess I could be honest. I lost a lot of friendships and relationships on this journey due to the fact that I felt some type of way about not being supported. So do sense. you do you think you took things more personal early on than you should have? Looking back at it now. Looking back at it now, I did. Um, But I feel like I had reasons. Mm -hmm. Valid reasons. Meaning, okay, so again, I was early in my career. Social media was my main way of getting myself out there at the time. You know, Mm -hmm. things like that. So a lot of friends, they would be on social media as well. Mm -hmm. And you could share other people's work. You know, people who are on the same journey as me, you know, but you would never share mine. You would never share anything that had to do with me. So, of course, I took those personal and felt some type of way. Um, But for months after that, you know, I just continued on my journey. I would, (laughs) I would, let's see, did I have the conversation with them? No, I just kind of sat back buried myself into my practice, studied, got my license, all of that. And here I am two years later in my own salon. Mm-hmm. So, so do you think that kind of drove you to get what you need to get done and perfect your craft to the point where you are now? Absolutely. And now I don't take things so personal. Mm-hmm. 
Um, on this journey, I had to learn that everybody is different. Everybody not gonna like your work. Right. Everybody, you know, you may have those that do like your work. You have those loyal clients. You have clients, you know, you're just trying to build a relationship with people or, you know, things like that. It's, it's a, it's a long road. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Um, I've definitely, definitely learned a lot. But um, here's, here's my thing. The reason why I want you to talk about that. Is because kind of like what I said in the last part is that you have to stop focus, stop focusing on others and really focus on yourself and finding your peace within for you, your craft, Mm -hmm. a finding a peace in what I do, which is my podcast, a finding peace in your business Mm -hmm. and not worry about people handing you the flowers that you think you deserve. You get your own flowers. You give it to yourself and we have to learn to appreciate ourselves. And the work that we have for us. Because just like we're talking about people giving us flowers and talking about, oh, that was my dog or this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. We have to look at it and say, you know what? I worked my behind off to get where I'm at. Yeah. Five years ago, I wasn't the man that I am today or the woman yeah, that I am yeah. today. Mm-hmm. Three years ago, I wasn't doing the things that I'm doing now. Right. And living life every day and knowing that at some point anything can stop any day. Yeah. We have to learn to appreciate every step that we take moving forward so i don't i'm getting better personally because i fell victim to wanting people to congratulate me every step that i've taken because i felt like oh celebrate me celebrate me but in reality it wasn't meant to be there right and that's why it didn't happen that way so a lot of things that i do now i don't even care yeah I, i do things like right now i can put out a million episodes and have one view yeah somebody's listening yeah yeah that's all i need yeah I know uh, with the, I, I like how we're shifting still on the topic with the flowers, but mm-hmm. from the from the business from perspective. Business. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I learned, because with my with my primary business, my clients are corporations, mm-hmm. so there is no one person that I know Personally, that can yeah. support me in that way. Mm-hmm. But I've I, I had a I owned a catering company. I can't cook. But I had people cooking. And one of the things I learned with that, and this is when the the business started getting successful. I had to learn that my friends and my family were not always my customers. There you go. And sometimes we will target our friends and families as our customer base, but our service or our product it's really not targeted towards them. Mm-hmm. So when I first started that um, catering company, I used social media. Mm-hmm. I even had a I had a big launch party where I had a big party, had people come over. They enjoyed the food. <laughs> and I think one person ordered in the ordered something after the fact. I got Somebody one customer did, out of that. Somebody did it. Though. I got one customer out of that. <laughs> And then I would put the stuff out there and there would be the likes and whatnot, but it wasn't generating revenue. Mm-hmm. But then I met with someone and I started, I can't remember the name of the service and I wouldn't mention it because they don't need the free advertisement. <laughs> but I, 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 I did one of those, um, those online marketing things where they would, I would pay for them to, they, they managed my site, pushed the brand site, and stuff like that. And they was yeah. they were they said, "Who's your target?" And they started pushing me out to my target, and I started getting business. Mm-hmm. 
So that showed me like the light bulb moment was, you know what? Now I'm actually putting my services and my product in front of customers. And I'm not just putting my services and products in front of friends and family and hoping that they become customers. Because there's a possibility they were supporting me. But they weren't supporting me by spending money. So what I felt was support and what they felt was support didn't line up. Didn't line up. Yep. It's almost like help. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes if I say, hey, can I, um, I need some help with such and such. You may say, okay, this is how you do it. And I'm like, man, she didn't even help me because my mind help is I want you to do it. You want me hands this, on, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they want, I want you to do it for me. Right. Or like, hey man, I need a job. Such circle help me find a job. They say, hey, they hiring over there. No, I want you to put me in. I want you to put me on, put your boy on. You know, I want all I want to do is walk into it, you know. Right. So I think we have to understand, we have to make sure that we are clear. Like they said, communication is the key. It ain't communication, understanding is the key. Because you can communicate all day, but if there's no understanding, then it's a waste of time. Right. We need to be clear as to what is support. What is, even like, what is giving flowers? Um, What is expressing love? What is expressing feelings? Like, I I don't necessarily like it when, um, I don't, I don't, like, if I have a relationship with someone and they say, and I'm talking about like a romantic relationship, not Mm -hmm. a relationship with them. And I do what I do. I'm doing me. I'm, I do what I do. And I'm trying to be the man I need to be. And she's like, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Or a person saying, I'll make it in general. Someone is saying, I love you. But they don't show love in a way that you comprehend love. That's a big yeah. You saying that you love me. It doesn't mean anything. But that goes back to what you just said. The communication and the understanding. Because I have to communicate that this is the way that I need to be loved, just in that sense. Mm -hmm. I need to be loved this way. I need to be told I love you three, four times a day. I need to be held at night. I need you to rub my head. But if you don't understand the extent of how bad I need that, Mm -hmm. then you'll never be able to give that to me. And to an extent, it's a fault on you. But it's also a fault on me because I didn't express it completely well enough yeah. for you to understand. Or maybe I didn't understand that you're actually not that person. Yeah. So is it possible that flowers are being given when they are alive just as much as they're being given? But we don't recognize that. We don't receive flowers. it that way. We think it's weeds <laughs> and it's flowers. Shrubs. Or maybe you think it's flowers <laughs> and it's weeds. You think you're giving me flowers like... Yo, them, them dandelions, bro. Them <laughs> early roses, you know, whatever kind of weed, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so maybe, maybe that could be. I don't know. I'm the type of person like I like taking a question and throwing other questions. I just peel Absolutely. like those onions. You peel like those layers. I like know? to get deep and yeah, deep and yeah. see how deep I can get because it makes your mind wonder about. Yeah. You know what? I didn't even think about that, but that's. Honestly, I know it's off topic, but that's why I like doing this podcast mm-hmm. with us. I can never do this podcast alone because I'm not going to sit and talk to myself. Yeah. I, I think that's kind of weird. Oh, man. It takes some work. I ain't yeah, to that point yet. Yeah. I will not. Not on a platform. Yeah. But, um, but to kind of piggyback off that, that is a big thing about people can be giving us flowers and people can be supporting us while we're here and 
it might not be what we expect from them. It might not be what we want from mm-hmm. them. And that might be the selfish part of it because, like I said, you could be hitting a like button on all my pages and I want you to share it. Mm-hmm. So my expectation is higher, but I'm not going to demand that out of you because to an extent, it's like, well, at least you're doing that. Mm-hmm. So sometimes in a sense, you're settling and sometimes in a sense, you're expecting more yeah. than what people really have to offer. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a certain purpose in our lives or in our situations. And maybe that's just not the right group. Like you said, you had a marketing group that started to push your brand out to strangers. Like mm-hmm. you said earlier, strangers support more. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. But like she said, strangers support you more and family and friends might not be the avenue or the outlet that you need to get your business or mm-hmm. whatever you're doing off the ground because they don't even know what you got going yeah. on. Mm-hmm. So, Take a quick little pause. We're going to go back to a break. Um, this is Brilliant's Podcast, and we are on the RWR Live 365. I'll be right back with y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Brilliant's Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. We have Shavante, a.k.a. Don. We have Harold, a.k.a. Mr. Harold, since y'all want to play it last time we we AKA. AKA the devil. I ain't AKA nobody. But um so this week's topic is like I said it's an interesting topic, but it's a conversation that can go in so many directions. But it's pretty much about giving people their flowers while they're here and how we pretty much look at it and how we some people grieve from death and things like that. So in a sense it's all encompasses about supporting those while they're around or supporting those while they're still available or supporting those while they're in your vicinity or in your life or whatever. So um, kind of to wrap things up, not really to wrap things up, but we made some really good points. Y'all made some good points today from a perspective of, like we say, hating, um, even a perspective of not receiving flowers the way that they're actually given taking it the wrong way or not saying that it's the the right amount or the right type of support and stuff like that. And all of those are great perspectives um, in this conversation. Kind of to go back to the initial part of it, like the Facebook thing or the social media. Mm -hmm. For the people out there that like to search for attention, I still look at it in a way of grieving to an extent for the people that really were intertwined. Mm -hmm. But I also look at it as immature because to take a moment where somebody has lost their life and to approach the situation as, well, what happened? And, well, I just reached out to him yesterday, blase, blase. Well, I'm posting pictures of me and them hanging out. And you know good and well, you ain't talked to this person in forever. Um, It's immature and it's unnecessary because then it gets to the people that are really grieving and have to deal with this death past this certain moment and they have to live life now with the person that they were completely connected to you know on the regular and they're gone but you get to make this moment about you and you probably ain't even gonna show up to the funeral yeah it's 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 almost from a social media standpoint it's become the uh a global platform for the person that was 
would lie about the relationship they have with someone at a funeral. Because nobody can come yeah. back and well, that person can't come back like, now no, 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 and defend yeah. it. Exactly. Like so, you, little Kirk, can say, "Yeah, man, y'all wasn't hanging out like that." Yeah. Well, you don't know what we talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it was like because we all, unfortunately, some of us probably personally experienced it, mm-hmm. and we all know where they would have that. Okay, limit your comments to five minutes. You get to come up and say something <laughs> oh, about God. the person, and you come up there and you just. Let just loose. flat out just lie your behind yeah. off and and then it's and the, the people that really know that person because the funeral is not about the person that's lying in the casket nope. in the urn or whatnot it's about those people sitting on in that front those front pews mm-hmm. and when you do that it's it is an opportunity for it could be an attention thing it's absolutely um, I was talking to my wife about this maybe a month ago sooner because something happened mm-hmm. and because uh, it's, it's just been it seemed like it's just been so much death within the past like I can honestly say I've seen death close to me more since 2020 than I have in the prior 25 30 years mm-hmm. it's been just so much just ridiculous. Just yeah. been flooded with it. Exactly. And we were talking about, and I was like, why, why is that the thing where the, the need to pull the picture and whatnot? And that, that, uh, it, it's that attention thing. It could be the way someone is raised. It can be, it, it can be various things. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, well, I'm almost 50 and they say when you get 50, you get a little bold. When you, I know when you hit forty, you really get bold. You should say something. And so I say, I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know what? This is just give me the courage. I'm gonna build up enough courage to ask. I'm gonna say, yo, why did you do that? Why did you, why did you put that picture right there? Why? Why? I'm gonna ask that question. I think you had the right to. And I'm gonna be yeah. like, hey, you know, why? Why was it that? You know, when they say, I was just talking, I was like, really? Were, were you really just talking to them? You know, I want to I wanna <laughs> ask. I want to ask. Um, and and I, I was out of town this past weekend, and we were with my wife's godmother, who she recently lost her husband. And um, and there's still so many things that, that, that she's dealing with now where people will say the most inconsiderate things. And it has to be those questions about what happened here. Are you gonna sell this? Are you gonna sell that? What are you gonna do with Troy? Dealing with investigators. Yeah, and 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 it's like, yo, it's 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 hard enough what I'm going through because it's not like I got this one big thing that I have to deal with, and then I get over it. I'm good. I I I deal with the loss of that person every every single day, day, every moment because I'm constantly experiencing something new. I'm experiencing another thing without them. Without them being there. And there's another thing. reminder of whether it's, it's, man, there's, there's popcorn butter in the microwave. Dang, she used to clean the microwave. And all, whatever the case is, you know. It's a basketball Change game. Yeah. It's a basketball yeah, game like, coming man. on. I know he would have watched it today. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. It's, so, it's so much. So it's like we have to, We I, I'm going to ask that question, but I, I really hope that well, I'm, let me shift to the positive. I'm glad that we're living in a society now where it's 
it's cool to salute someone. Mm-hmm. Man, that bro, hey, you doing such and such, sis, you doing such and such. I'm I'm glad we're there. Right. I hope we also get to the point where we can temper what we say and what we do and and don't live our life like we have that behind the keyboard courage type situation. Let's be a little more considerate about something and when something like people gotta something. be taught that and 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 I know it gets into a deeper conversation but it goes into parents with children. You have to teach your children about manners. You have to teach yeah, your children about... But you about, expect that from a kid. You, you expect, expect a kid, kid like your little ones. If, if, you, if someone... If I came over here and I got an eye patch on, they oh, would yeah. be like, hey, hey, no pirate was going on. You would expect that from a little kid. But that's when you correct it. You correct right. them. Right. But if they're not corrected as a child, they grow up as adults and then you have those people You're that, right. well, why are they dead? You're right. What, what happened? You're right. What you did yeah. to them? You're right. Who, you gonna sell the house? Yeah. You know, like, right. so that, that's why I said it gets into a deeper conversation, mm-hmm. but if you correct those things when they're children, there's a more likely chance that they won't grow up and be I totally agree with that. Buttholes. I I'll just say that. I totally agree with that. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, it, it's a lot of different parts that go into this conversation. And to be honest, it's, it can continue. Mm-hmm. Conversation can always continue. But I'm just going to ask both of y'all briefly what do you think could be done in a future sense to kind of get people to stop? Maybe these action. I'm not asking for you to like a corrective action plan or something like that. But what do you think are some of the steps? If you had somebody close to you, if you could give them some advice about, hey man, listen, like he just said, he wants to call people out. I love it. <laughs> on like why these are, are you people actually, that have a relationship with right? That's yeah. what I mean by the people that are close to you. Yeah. What are some of the things that you might be like me personally? And I'll just say with my dad's death. Don't bring up a bunch of stories that you know wasn't true. Yeah. Yeah, oh, he was a he yeah. was a great father to his children. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> the, like I said, trying to preach someone in the heaven. Right. It, it's like, almost like trying to give them the past, but yeah. you, you can't give them the past because yeah. they live their life. And that just hurts the family even mm. more. That doesn't help the family. But that so that's my bit of advice. What yeah. if you have any bit of it, Miss Dawn, what would you say is like Almost like a pet peeve that you think should kind of be addressed in a sense. I know I kind of threw you off with that. Not really. Um, I think as I've gotten older, I kind of drew away from social media as far as posting personal things. Mm -hmm. So that would be my only request. Like, please don't don't put it on social media. I'm going to be honest. I'm glad they slowed down on the (laughs) t-shirts. With they, the, yeah, they, with the well, clouds. No, you don't yeah. see them as much. They put them in shoes now. Oh what? God! Yeah, they like take them. some forces and like do the pictures. Oh, on the side of yeah. them. Yeah, I've seen them in shoes and hats, but not. I don't want to be on the t-shirt. Don't oh, yeah, listen. Don't I've always said, don't put me on no t-shirt. <laughs> if you got your little pamphlet, don't keep that. Don't put me on your car. <laughs> they, they the decals, wraps the, now. The tent, I meant the wording on the back, like yeah. with my name. And, oh, okay, yeah, okay, don't okay. do that. I don't like that. Don't put me in the clouds. My face in clouds. Just, <laughs> just leave me out of that. Just send your last goodbyes, throw oh, some roses, and, and y'all be on by your way. And do not bring no chicken to the repast as we Absolutely. are dignified people. No. Yes. 
Chicken's gonna be there. Uh, all, right. all right. But, yeah, um, this, this is, like I said, this is a good conversation. Um, I don't really have to dig too deep into it right now, but I appreciate both of y'all yeah. showing up today. Uh, Miss let, let me Shirley. drop one. Let go me drop one ahead. if I can. We, we could do it. Can we not be so fast to break the news online? Give the family enough time to find out about it right. in the proper way mm-hmm. before you break the RIP so and so. Because you're going to flood it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The last thing you want is for a family member to learn that a close family member died by someone posting something. Right. I, I that agree. would be great that's if we could do that. that. That's a good one. That's a good one. Out of respect. Yeah, out of respect. Even the, news, out of respect. even the news does that. Mm-hmm. Out of respect, we won't release the name right. until the family's notified. That's a good one. That's a real good one. Um, so, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, like I said, I appreciate both of y'all for coming today. We have Mr. I ain't gonna say Mr. We have Harold. Yes, sir. And Shavante. Let's give you your flowers. Yes. Oh, yes. For, for we two years in on Brutal Diamonds? Yeah, right. two years. I mean, you. I know it started in barbershop and all of that, sure. whatnot, but sure. I mean, you took it, you had the vision. Mm-hmm. Put it into action, and here you are two years later. Like, yeah. give me your flowers. And you're yeah. maintaining. Appreciate that. No matter what, here we are. Salute. Yeah. That takes a lot of commitment, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, giving both of y'all y'all flowers too on y'all endeavors as well. Because again, to be an entrepreneur in any aspect is a great task. Because again, I'm still working in corporate and trying to figure out how to escape. So, <laughs> salute to y'all on whatever level y'all are in y'all entrepreneurship. Because I strive to do that one day and hopefully it come. But yeah. Appreciate so, that. flowers passed out to everybody, yes, even sir. to the listeners out there. Pat yeah. yourself on the back yes. and say your salute to yourself because you're doing your thing too. So, this has been another wonderful episode of the Brilliant Honest Podcast. I'm going to let y'all say y'all exit. You I are. And Don. And this is Harold. Y'all be blessed. And we are also, like I said, we're on the RWR Live 365 app. Make sure y'all check us out every Tuesday from 6 to 7 Central. p.m. Central Time. Y'all be blessed.